Hey everyone, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, how's it going today? Jason, I am well. How are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you, though? How are you doing? How are you, for real? Tell me. Mm. What's going on? How can I help? You doing okay? I'm good. I, I'm trying to think, like, what can I complain about? What can I... It's hot outside. It's finally hot. Texas finally realized that it's summer, and I have all my shades drawn in my office here because as soon as I open them, the whole room just heats up like an oven. Uh, it's hot, but personally, I'm doing great. So what what is the temperature down where you are right now? It is 91 degrees. Okay, and uh, here it is 94. What? And... Not not to get after show on you early on, not to get Patreon on you early on, but it's hot in Oklahoma City. That's, it's hot in Central Texas, right? Yeah, like, it's hot. Yeah. It's hot. But you know what? It's late July. And I saw a headline this week that said, the quote, Dome of Doom will bake Texas and Central U.S. next week. <laughs> And, and it really messed with me because we have a couple hundred degree days coming up. And uh, by the way, we also have a couple 89 degree days coming up. But I was like, oh, man, it's going to be hot. It's finally hot this summer. This is horrible. I need to make more money. I need to have vacation homes and three spots in the U.S., mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, you know what? Guess what? It gets hot in Oklahoma in the summer. It has for hundreds of years. What's with this dome of doom? And I was just like, man, that is what the internet and news will do to your brain if you don't protect yourself. Yeah, you wouldn't have clicked. Anyway. you wouldn't have clicked on an an article that said it's going to be great weather, or if if it would have said just going to be a little warm. It's going to be going to be a little warm. Yeah, going to be you, warm they like usual. It's just you wouldn't click that. Dome of doom will bake. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to click on that. You're like, what? Just what? What are what are we doing? What are we all doing to ourselves? Why don't we just Dome. get off these things? But let's not get off for too long because yeah. We got to talk we gotta about do. Yeah, we're here. Advertising here yeah, today. Yeah, we're here, we're here to talk about Google Ads. And if you want to hear about Google Ads, you're in the right place. And I also want to tell you, you're in the right place to hear about the best tip you're going to hear today about Optio. Optio.com slash PSP2. You're listening to this show because you like Google Ads. You're working for it for your clients. You're working for it for your own business. You're you're trying to learn uh, this skill that, that Jason and I have have baked an amazing cake of information for you. But I'll tell you what, all that information that you've been soaking up over these many, many episodes, it's not going to be enough. You're going to need a little bit of help, and that's where Optio comes in. Optio is the software solution to help you get more done in Google Ads. You sign up for an eight-week free trial, which is twice as long as all those other people get. Lots of people use this tool, but nobody knows about this eight-week free trial except for our listeners. Go to optio.com slash PSP2 to get a free trial and try it out for yourself. You're going to like it. It's going to help you. You're going to get a lot more done. Trust me. Okay, Chris. Well, the average temperature in Oklahoma City in late July is 94 degrees. Today, it is 94 degrees, so I will try really hard to handle this dome of doom that apparently I'm living under. And uh, do a podcast for you here today, but so Chris, um, 
We are talking about the deep data insights in Google Ads today. When you look at a Google Ads account, a lot of people see a lot of different things depending on what columns you have set up based on your experience with Google Ads, and there's just a lot to look at in there. And we all know about clicks, we all know about click-through rate, we all know about keywords, we even know about search terms. There's a lot of stuff that us and our listeners know about inside of Google Ads, but there's also some things that are just like a couple clicks away, and if you can go one or two more clicks in, you can kind of find some interesting things. So some of these things may be game changers for you, some of them might be, oh yeah, I had heard about that and it's good to know where it is, but it's just stuff that we we know about and we look at from time to time and gives you a different view sometimes into Google Ads, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Chris, I'm going to have a Google Ads account open um, so I can navigate through here when needed. All right. Uh, but with that said, we're just going to go through here and um, I guess I'll kind of, uh, we'll go down one by one and, and get your thoughts on on what you Think about these. Um, we mentioned search terms, and I guess uh, it'd be good to tell people, you know, search terms are what people actually typed in Google when they saw and clicked on your ad. It's not just your keyword, but the actual searches you came up on. And to find that, you go to keywords and then search terms. But Chris, what if I only want to look at the search terms for one keyword or for two or three keywords? You're able to do that. Mm. So mm-hmm. why don't you explain how people can do that and then um, give us some some of uh, some background into when you or you know what? I'll I'll explain how to do that because I have it here pulled up. But I want to know from you, like, you know, when do you find yourself doing that? Uh, why would someone want to do that? So I'm in keywords. I go over to from search keywords down to search terms and I can look at all my search terms for that campaign, that ad group the account, whatever level I'm looking at. But if I want to see like, okay, my top keyword here, it's got 21 clicks. And oh, by the way, happens to be a broad match keyword. So I want to know what search terms came in just from this keyword. I want to isolate it. So whether it's one keyword or like three or five, a small amount of keywords, you can highlight them by checking the box. And then once you check the box next to the keyword or keywords that you want to look at the search terms for, you'll see that once you check the box, a blue search term, a blue bar will pop up and you can click on search terms. And then you'll note that the the keyword will be filtered when it takes you to the search term page and you're looking at just the search terms for that one keyword or however many small amount of keywords you highlighted and selected. Chris, I'm able to see the key, the search terms for one keyword now. Where, where do you find yourself doing this? This is probably my favorite way to immediately look at a campaign and get a gauge for what's happening uh, in a campaign instantly. So if I go in and take a look at uh, something I haven't looked at in a while or are doing an audit of a campaign, I'll grab the top one, two, or three keywords and just look at the search term for just those. And that gives me such a good idea of what kind of traffic they're getting in large that I don't have to go in and do a detailed dive of, you know, all the search terms. Sometimes you can get buried with search terms, just crazy. But, but to see what those, you know, top couple keywords are getting, you can get such a clear picture of the, the, the traffic quality. That's probably my favorite way to use it is, you know, just a snapshot, a snapshot of something or the, the other way is 
to um, you know quickly isolate one keyword and figure out, do I want to keep this keyword? That's another way that I like to use it. If I want to lower the bids on one keyword, I'll look at that one keyword and say, okay, what kind of traffic is this getting? Oh, this is it. This is what the search terms are for that mm-hmm. keyword. And then I'll lower the bids or raise the bids or outright pause the keyword based on the results that I see. Yeah, I like the way. So I've got another use where I find myself using it often and I'll share that. But I first want to say I like the way that you just look at the top few keywords that are getting a lot of the traffic and you're like, yeah, I want to see the search term quality on this account. But I like the way you're like, yeah, I do. But I also want to see what actually matters and what's actually driving things here. So I'm just going to look at the search terms from the top handful of keywords that are driving most of the traffic that sometimes that often happens. And the fact that you're doing that, I think is a really good thing because you can kind of like tell yourself you're going to do that. If you look at the search terms for the overall mm, campaign, but you're going to get you're, distracted. You can say, yeah. You're going to get distracted because you can be like, okay, I'm going to look at the search terms. I'll sort by clicks. I'll look at the most, the ones that are driving things, but then mm, you're going to go, mm. wow, there's so many search terms. You're <laughs> going to see one search term that really makes you furious because you told your Google ads manager to block that traffic <laughs> a year ago. And then you're going to wonder, wait, how much money have I wasted on this search term for the last year? And then you're going to open up your date range. And so you'll get distracted and visual it's such an important thing so i like the way you control your visual right from the start there when you want to look at a small amount of uh, data so i like that the other time i find myself using the selected keywords to only look at search terms for those keywords or one keyword um, in some cases is when i see a an outlier keyword a keyword that performs amazingly or a keyword that is performing really horribly and so in the horribly example Sometimes I'll have a keyword where the keyword looks beautiful. It's a it's a phrase match keyword that really makes a lot of sense to me. It has a lot of words in the keyword phrase, so I know that the quality should be high. And it makes sense to me, but the it's a horrible conversion rate over a lot of a lot of time. I'm curious what the search terms are for just that keyword. And so I'll look at the search terms and it'll help me understand if it's accomplishing what I'm wanting it to accomplish. Alternatively, when I have an outlier positive keyword that's like going great, I like to look at the search terms just from that keyword and look for new ideas from those search terms that I know are performing or likely to be performing well because the keyword they stem from has such a good conversion rate. So a very easy thing to do. Um, but if you don't know about it, Chris, you don't know about it. It's just this, that, that little trick in there. It's, it's something, uh, that it's not really intuitive to me. So I'm glad I learned about it and I'm glad we were able to share it. Chris, this next one, if you go over to the overview page in Google ads, um, and you scroll down to the searches box, you know, we're talking about just one or two more clicks can give you some insights. One thing I really like, Chris, we look at searches, we look at search terms. If you look at the searches box, it's set to default to show you the searches, to show you the search terms that you were getting impressions from. You'll see a sort by box there, so you can go from impressions to clicks or conversions, but the, it shows you search terms. But then we have an option that I've never seen this anywhere else inside of Google Ads except this overview searches box. You can do one click and you can flip over to words. So why don't you tell us what that does and what kind of insights you can get from that? Yeah, this is like just like you said Jason, a very unique kind of thing. It's it takes um the search term data 
and gives you a type of uh, keyword cloud. Uh, but I don't mean keywords in the way that you think keywords. I mean just keywords, single words, words from your search terms. Yeah. So if you see a certain uh, word come up in other compound words, this would trigger to show that uh, at the top of this keyword term cloud. There's no other way to see this data apart from this, unless you have some of the kind of other outside tool, there's no other way to see this. It's, it's a very unique tool. And sometimes it's surprising. Sometimes it may be very uh, scary to think what in the world, why would that be showing up? But then when you look into your search terms, you realize, Oh, that word is there because it's triggered from other terms. Um, you know, and, and, and it makes sense. And let me, let me give you a great example here, Chris. I see the the abbreviation for Connecticut in one of my uh, moving yep. accounts right here. Yep. And the moving company is not in Connecticut. They do local moves and they're in a different state. And so I see the, I see the, the actual word CT, which is the abbreviation for Connecticut. That's the only thing it can mean there. And that tells me like, oh, someone did a search for a moving company in Connecticut and one of my keywords like moving companies phrase match or something like that probably picked it up. And here's the the reason why going to the words area can help you catch these things. If I'm looking at a search terms report, Chris, I am the greatest to ever do this, but I am human, I think. And when a human looks at the search terms list, if you see a lot of search terms, Chris, that say movers near me, moving companies, moving companies, this moving companies, that, and then I see one that says moving companies in CT in Connecticut, my eyes might glaze over that CT and not see it because I saw the quality of moving companies at the beginning of the search term. And if I'm looking at hundreds of search terms and I'm looking at lots of data and I'm on all the way to what the, the long tail ones where we're just getting one or two clicks and, or really just one click and one impression. And I'm not concerned about catching stuff to block because it's just, we're down at the bottom of the list there. My eyes might glaze over that. And so you can come into the words area where it breaks it up and it, then you just see CT there all alone. And you're like, why am I seeing Connecticut there? You click it, you block it, and you're able to move on. So it, it gives you a different view of things. Um, Chris, another one here, uh, a favorite of yours. If you're looking at the campaigns tab, yes. if you will, in Google Ads, and you go over to the three dots, I like those three dots. It says more. It's above the data, uh, three little dots in the row that's right above the data. I always feel an alien vibe, a futuristic <laughs> vibe with those three dots. Yeah. It's like, no, we're not going to show you an arrow. We're not going to show you a graph that shows a report. It's just three dots. It could mean anything, but you're supposed to know because it's very futuristic. You click on more options and in there is I think uh, one of Chris's favorite things in life mm. because he he's so thrilled with his own thoughts and his own ideas <laughs> that he gets to write down some notes. So you can open up the notes panel uh, and you can't really see that unless you do an extra click or two. So what's going on with the notes? Yeah, Chris? the notes. And this is something, if you are not a super patron, uh, you may not have heard about this and talked to, you know heard about why I love this and see some demonstrations, but this is a very powerful tool in something that we as Google Ads managers have wanted for a long time. So there's an ability to add a date and a note assigned at the account level, 
assigned at the campaign level or even the ad group level. You can assign notes. And, and the great thing is you don't have to have the notes panel opened up. It will also show up in your graph at the top of your campaign view. So this is this is very unique. Again, nothing like this in Google Ads. There's, there's, there's no other note system in Google Ads. There's something like that in the Google Ads editor, but nothing like this in Google Ads. So uh, very unique. I use it all the time for uh, to make a notation about, hey, I made a drastic change to the bids. I cut the budget in half. I doubled the budget. Things that you need to remember because they're going to be key points in the management of your campaign. This is the place to go. Okay, Chris. So um, I want you to do something for me. I want you to go into an account with a ton of conversions, a lot of conversions. Oh, so many options. Or just- I have so many clients. I don't. I can't choose, Jason. So many of my clients are so okay. I wish on this show when you when you verbally flexed, we could also watch <laughs> you physically flex. Bow up on it, yeah. Conversions. Mm, I got the biggest conversions. Mm. All right, so you're in an account with conversions. I want you to. I want you to just rip this date range open to all time. Oh boy. Okay. Whew. And I want you to how many? How many? You, do you have like more than one campaign? Do you have like mm-hmm. a number of campaigns yeah, in there's here? There's three. Okay. I want. Okay, good. I want you to set, you know, your little graph that's above the data where you can see, you can show like what lines mean what. I want you to set your first line to conversions. Okay, done. And I want you to set the red line, the second line to cost. Oh, okay. All right. Now, were you able to see blue and red lines actually show up? Because sometimes you have to refresh. Yes, I'm I'm, I'm seeing it now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we're at all, we're at a large amount of data. We're at multiple campaigns. Uh, we're able to see multiple campaigns. We've got our line set to conversion and cost. A lot of data going on here. I want you to click next to the line options, the chart type. I want you to click that chart type. And I want you to go from a time series chart to a summary, summary chart. Okay, will do. And then what I want you to do, it's what it's going to show you in the place where it normally, I mean, you really have to ch- change the way you look at this because we're so often looking at that chart area or that graph area, the visual as a time series chart going from left to right over time, but we're not doing that anymore. We're looking at a summary. We're summarizing the data below us in a different kind of visual form above us with uh, red, blue and red columns. And what I want you to look at is I want you to look at your list of campaigns in the visual area or the chart of campaigns in the summary chart. And I want you to look at that. Those blue columns are your conversions and the red columns are your cost. So a very tall blue column would be good, especially if it's coupled with a low red column. Do you have any of those? Do you have any outlier campaigns that stand out where you're like, wow, that's a lot of blue and not a lot of red to get that blue. Chris, I was doing this today and look, we, we are, we are straight shooters on the show. I had never, ever in my life changed the chart type from time series to summary chart at the campaign level. I had never done that. But I'm looking around today to prepare for some cool things. And I was like, man, this is a cool way to look at the same data that's below this chart. You can look at it uh, with those horizontal rows and go, oh, yeah, I can see this campaign has a ton of conversions and not a lot of cost. I can look at those numbers but it's different to look at it visually with the chart stacking up against each other and go, whoa, that's a lot of blue. 
not a lot of red. And it actually today convinced me to turn on a campaign that I had turned off. Huh. In one of my accounts because I was like, wow, wow, you know, sometimes I get a little negative on this campaign because it's kind of a looser keyword strategy and I get frustrated at the search terms sometimes, even though it's intentional to do that. But I was like, wow, that actually does bring in a lot of conversions, a lot of blue co- blue uh, column there for not a lot of red. And it seeing it differently made it uh, had me turn it on. So I guess questions. Were you surprised I had never done this at the campaign level? Because it. It's not that intuitive to flip this way. And then what do you think about looking at the data this way? I'm not surprised. I mean, I've done it, but I haven't done it in a long time. I saw that it was there. I've played with it. I immediately didn't like it because it didn't really help me. But I absolutely understand that on a long time scale or maybe a a medium type of uh, time timeline, to see your data. Or the first time you ever go into for, yeah, an account. There you go. First time you sit to visualize something in a different way is so valuable. And there's not a whole lot of ways that Google Ads does that. Sometimes you have to have third-party software like Optio uh, to, to do things like that. And you can see things differently. And this is one of the few ways that Google offers a different visualization. Just like the overview tab, which has the words. That's a different visualization of the same data. And uh, this is one way that we can see the same data in a different way. And yeah, it's absolutely powerful simply because we have to get around our minds of what we think we're seeing. Sometimes when you see a ROAS or a cost per conversion difference, you know, in numbers, it doesn't pop and make you realize how much of a difference that is. Well, you know, we're trying to stimulate our, our brains here. And just like I was joking at the beginning of the show, that headline, the, the heat dome that we're going to mm. bake under, that's one way to look at what's going on. Another way to look at it is, wow, it gets hot. And I'm used to it getting hot. So, But I was stimulated by those words in that, mm. in that headline. Stimulated. So when you see the data differently, it stimulates your brain in a different way. And you're able to come up with new ideas and, and uh solutions for your google ads account so i like seeing things differently sometimes um so chris like i was saying a good problem to have here my responsive ads have been doing amazing uh really really good um well uh, the the click to rates have been good but i've i've really been impressed with the conversion rates and and maybe it's a combination of the two all i know is wow i've just been floored with the success uh of turning on some responsive ads and by the way one thing I've noticed, if you have an ad group, at least in my experience lately, if you have an ad group in a search campaign with expanded text ads along with responsive ads, the responsive search ads are going to eat yeah. up and get almost twice. It seems like almost all the impressions. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot. Of, so here's the thing a good problem to have. I'm getting great data, great results, great click through rate, great conversion rate. But as you guys know, with the responsive search ad, there's so many things you put in there, so many headlines, so many descriptions. What's actually driving that great performance? How do I figure that out? Well, why don't you explain what you can do once you click view asset details. So you click view asset details. It shows you your list of headlines and descriptions, but that doesn't give you insights into actually what's going on. So Chris, what do they do from there? What's the second click to do? Yeah, so you click view asset details and it takes you to a new page and avert your eyes from the massive list of things that are right there calling your attention to it. Look to the top of the page. The top left of the page is going to have a secondary tab called combinations. And this is the closest we get 
into looking at what Google is doing with this massive list of headlines that you create in a responsive search ad. So you add 15 headlines and a whole bunch of descriptions and and Google just mixes them up and it just says, here's what you're getting. If you want to know what you're actually showing, you know, which headline they're matching with other headlines, this is where you see it, at least to a small degree. This, this is a, a, a small snapshot into the mystery of the responsive search ad. And it's really eye-opening. Sometimes you're like, I would never put that in combination with that. I would never put this in headline one. But then you look at your overall click-through rate and you're like, well, dang it. I mean, I guess it's working. You know, I guess I'll let them keep doing it because uh, it's working for you. So it's nice to have a little bit of data, but I'll tell you one thing. I can't be positive without throwing in this one gripe because, you know, I I know Google listens and obeys everything we say, Jason. So I got to say, why can't I get click-through rates on this? Why do I only see impression volumes and not click-through rates? Well, I was just... I was just thinking they do have a button there that says feedback and it, it made me think like, yeah, it's so the responsive search ad combinations are based on impressions. They tell you what percent of the time these combinations ran together and you can infer from that, like, okay, if you really like your click through rate, if you really like your conversions you're getting, if like for me, one of my combinations is getting 26% of the impressions, that means that's a good combination. Probably because overall it's doing good and that's a combination that makes up a lot of the volume. But it sure would be nice to have a button there next to the date range that says like segment or whatever or the way you're viewing the data and you could flip from impressions to clicks and then clicks to conversions and then uh, click through rate maybe if that even makes sense. But I would just like to see more data there in terms of okay, these are the impression combinations. What about the combinations that got clicks? What about the combinations that got conversions? Um, that would be very, very helpful. So, but, but I mean, for now we have impressions um, and I, I have found this to be uh, very useful. Yeah, it's a great tip. I think the next one you have, Jason, is probably my favorite tip that you, you've come up with because this is something that uh, I have gotten specific questions about in the training and, and and consulting that I've done with clients. They say, well, I do manual bids, but I don't see how to change my manual bids. And it all stems from this one tip that Jason has. And he talks about the the deep tip about how to get to manual bids. And it's rather tricky. So Jason, in the same way, now, Chris, and we, we are talking about the, the settings page. Yeah, the settings. This is this is in the settings. So you yeah. go to your search campaign. You go to your, you could even go to your shopping campaign. It, it can be uh, in, in display. It doesn't matter what kind of campaign you're running. You go to your settings page. And if you want to change. At the campaign at level. At the campaign level. Thank you. And if you want to change your bid strategy, you might click change bid strategy. Okay. It may have that button on there first to force you to change bid strategy. Then there's a drop down. And the dropdown is going to have maybe two or three options. And it's going to say maybe maximize by clicks or focus on ROAS or max max conversion, something like that. What you may not realize is those are not the full options. And this is where people get tripped up. You have to go down and click on the uh, additional button towards the bottom of these settings to say, show me all the options. There's a not recommended uh, section where you can see the full, the true full list 
of Google Ads uh, bidding options for search campaigns. And once you do that, then you're going to be able to choose the number one, the only one uh, manual bidding option there is. If you do manual bidding, there is no manual bidding with maximized clicks or manual bidding with get the best uh, you know conversion rate. It's just manual bidding, period. So this is something that I don't think is, is very well known because it, just like you said, the topic of this podcast, it's buried past just one click. It's multiple clicks deep. Well, I want to I, I wanna keep the excitement going and say Optio is the tool for you to try. It is the number one AdWords tip that we give every single episode. Uh, they are the sponsor of this show and they help bring us to you. Um, it's expensive to run a, a podcast. Jason and I are full-time Google Ad managers for our own companies, right? We have our own companies. This is something that takes you know, half a day for us to do. And all of that to say, if you haven't tried Optio, if you enjoy this show and you haven't tried Optio, do me a favor and just give the free trial an option, right? You can cancel, but it'll do us a favor and you may end up really liking this, the tool. You know, you trust us, trust Optio because we're telling you that you can trust them there. It's a great software, a great resource. It's opteo.com slash PSP2. Okay, thanks, Chris. And uh, next up here, um, a new feature. Uh, it is just one click away. Oh, wow, singing. Hmm. Remember that time I played the guitar and sang? On the podcast? Honestly, barely, but I do remember something about that. that. Was, that yeah. a, it's out there. It's a best of right there. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you have this, but if I go into my keyword area on a search campaign and I look at my columns, right next to the keyword column is a match type column, and it is a fixed column that's locked and you can't even remove it or, or uh, change its order. It's there, just like the keyword column is there. It's locked in and it says match type. And then one, one cool thing you can do if you hover over where it says broad match, you can click on it and change it to phrase match or exact match and it'll actually change that keyword. Um, and I had not seen this before a couple of weeks ago, but with all the stuff going on between broad match modified going away and phrase match being expanded. And it's just been a useful thing where I'm like, Oh, that's a keyword I want to change instead of me having to highlight the keyword, hit edit, and then change the keyword match. Like that's like four or five clicks. I can just go to that keyword. I don't even have to select it. I can just go to the match type column next to it, click the drop down under the match type, whatever match type it is and change it to a new match type. If that's what I wanted to do, just a cool new thing that I saw recently. You're, st uh, we're still not seeing that in some accounts. Yeah, I. It's still an option for me. I still have to turn it on. It's not. It's not uh, mandatory for me to see it. So interesting. So, which reminds me, uh, I have some news to share in uh, Patreon, which will be coming up. Uh, we'll be jumping over to that in a moment. Uh, but uh, I have a new interface feature that I am enjoying. Uh, that I don't know if you have, Jason, but uh, it's pretty big news. I don't know if I'm part of the beta test, but uh, you know, sometimes they send their favorites little favors, and we know who their favorite is. That's it's me. Could say some things about your age and how <laughs> they're just trying to show you the changes while there's still time. <laughs> You're a senior citizen. It's not around for long. 
Yeah. Well, but I won't that's, go there. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's a little uh, hint uh, preview at uh, what we'll be talking about in, in Patreon. What's next? <sighs> What's yeah, next? Yeah, tell me. I'm, I'm anxious. Come on, Jason. Keep them coming. These are, well, these are good. You you review re, your you review your your budgets. You review your social security income that you're going to get. You make a decision if you want to claim early or claim it after a few Not years after you're 65. Me. You kind of plan Not out the age. lifestyle you need on a fixed income. You think <laughs> oh, you plan funny. your travel plans based on oh, like wait we're healthy right now. Maybe we should do oh, some right. traveling. No, no. You, you think about your What's living next situation. In the podcast. That's what's next, buddy. Honestly, that's what's next. Hey, <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah. You're Chris. I mean, if you think about it, the word senior citizen, no, it's not tomorrow, but is it the next chapter? I guess you have a nice middle age where maybe we'll finally see you get bitter and, and angry about life passing before your eyes because your knees start to hurt and you're in your late 50s. Let's do a push up contest. Okay, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Canadians on YouTube, Chris, oh. and I love the way they drop the buddy the a, yeah. and also the A. Yeah. The A. Hey, buddy. Okay, well. So let's get into the next uh, next topic here, eh? Um, this is a this is a few cl- um one click oh, away. Again? Oh gosh. I'll be there to save the day. Oh, boy. Call me up at Rob. Has that timer? Man, Pepe say. Losing we're losing daylight. Chris, this is an area you need to know well going forward. Uh, if you run a display campaign, and we don't know this, but it seems like it's or also includes remarketing, maybe. But last week we talked about the optimized setting, whatever it is, optimized traffic, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what we're talking about, listen to the news segment at uh, the beginning of last episode. But there's going to be two things in this area you're going to want to pay attention to. I'm in a display campaign i'm at the ad group level it's already one one or two clicks i go to settings again settings at the ad group ad group settings yep and ad group settings good way to say it i look at the ad group settings but then at the bottom of that i see a blue button that says or a button that's uh, highlighted with blue letters and it says edit ad group targeting and this edit ad group targeting page that's a few clicks away is a place you need to know well if you're running display campaigns because number one, as it loads up here, there is a expansion feature that is on there. And, mm, you know, Chris, right now I've got a, a blue bar at the top that's going over, but now I've got it here. So on this edit ad group targeting page, down near the bottom, you have a targeting expansion bar, a meter, and Right now, mine is off for this campaign. And basically, if you turn it on to any kind of level, where whether it's level one or level five, it will open up your targeting to a bigger degree, depending on how big you go. And you'll get more reach. You'll get more impressions. You'll get more clicks, most likely. But it's all about quality. And you have to judge if that quality is something you like. Um, but if you want to expand your targeting, this is the way to do it. If you want to make sure you're not expanding your targeting and actually targeting what you want to be targeting, that's the place where you can turn it off. Now, I don't see it in here, Chris, because it's not in there yet, but this optimized traffic or whatever it's going to be called, I think it has the word optimized in it. Apparently, that toggle switch of on-off will be on this page, if my memory serves correct. Right, yeah. A, 
and you can you can flip it off because it, hey buddy, I think it's going to turn on automatically once it's on. That's what we were reading yeah. last week. So just go to this page, yeah. keep your eyes glued there. And Chris, not very not very intuitive place to get. You no. really got to make that, uh, make it your business to get over and, there. And that button, that Google Ads Ad Group Settings button did not exist. I don't know when it came in, but it was definitely this year. That did not exist. The edit ad group targeting, yeah. the blue the blue letters. In display campaigns, mm-hmm. that was never around. So that button's brand new. Didn't it used to be to get to that expansion, you had to like yeah. highlight the you had to go in through, ad group and then go to the plus button? Yeah, you or had something. to go through. I always went through audiences. I'd go to like audiences and then go to edit ad group targeting inside of the audiences tab. Okay. It was a pain. It was super hidden. At least now there's a dedicated button for it. So uh, it's, a, it's an improvement. Well, hey, buddy, thinking of uh, things that did not used to exist, there is now a budget, or excuse me, a billing yes. threshold option inside the billings page. So you flip over to tools and settings, hey, buddy, you go to billing, you go to summary, and then it shows you your balance. <gasps> That's a big balance there. And then under your blue bar, you can go to uh, a new new button there, edit threshold, and you can tell Google like, hey... I want to be charged. Uh, I want my payment method to be charged instead of this default every $500 I spend. I want it to be charged whenever I spend money. So I'm going to the minimum $10. Or you know what? I don't want to see a bunch of charges on my credit card. I want to go to the maximum threshold, $2,000. And so um, I thought this was a, a cool thing. And I hear about this from sometimes clients, from clients, Chris, where they're like, hey, how often am I going to be charged? And now we get to say, hey, to some extent, it's up to you. Yeah, yeah it's. It, I, I like that because the default uh, $500 charge for those of you that spend a lot of money in Google Ads to be able to bump that up, that's a big deal <laughs> because I, always, I have clients that just absolutely hate that $500, $500. I mean, every day just hitting $500. $500. Well, it's just, it's, just, it's just in your face and some people have credit card alerts set up where like their card, they get an email every time a charge gets hit and stuff. And I mean, the benefits of Google ads, it's, it's very tough for people like you and me sometimes, Chris, because we know what Google ads can do to someone's business. Like it really can help, but depending on the sales cycle, depending to on how long things take sometimes it, yeah. to see, well, the 500s in your face every time. And then the benefits it's like, yeah, you got a call today and that person may not become a client for two months the the massive new customer that that person might refer to you five years down the road it's five years down the road but the five hundred dollars five hundred dollars it's in your face so any time we can kind of stretch out that pain point if you will uh it's nice to do our final few clicks away thing here chris if you go to tools and settings and then you go over to uh you go over to setup and or not setup, excuse me, you go over to planning and then you go to your keyword planner. Mm. Hey buddy, you search for keywords and I just want to get there real quick. I'm going to do discover new keywords. I'm going to type in better podcast <laughs> partners, uh, good health, <laughs> not old and young. young. Yeah. I'll type that in there and I'll hit get results. Yeah. And it says, nope, this is the best you got. You need to appreciate him more than you do. Honestly, you want to know a sad thing, Chris? And this will get you going with like 
sometimes search terms and stuff. I typed in the word young and I typed it in with a typo and I spelled it Y-O-U-G-N and it said to the United States, 90,500 searches a month on Y-O-U-G-N typo on young. Can you imagine the the typos that are out there? But anyway, um, what you can do is if you happen to like one of your keyword ideas here, you can highlight it. And when the blue bar pops up where it says plan, you can change that to existing campaign and then you can select your campaign and then you can select the ad group and then you can select the match type. And I'm just sorry, Chris, I like to get things done. I'm a guy who's efficient. I've got to do things. I've got, I can't be wasting time. If I'm in the keyword planner looking for new ideas, I like that you can highlight a keyword and then just add a keyword to an existing campaign an existing ad group and the match type you want and just get it done. I know it's not the usual thing. I know you're a little skeptical, but some people live in the keyword planner. Some people are use a lot and just know, I think the keyword will be put in with the ad group default bid. I'm pretty sure. So you got to be careful about that. Um, but I just like the, the idea that you can click a button and add a keyword as opposed to copying and pasting or flipping between screens. So I, I just like knowing that's an option and, and wanted to share yeah. it there. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Good tip. Good tip. Um, and that's an excellent list of deep tips, deep tricks, deep clicks in Google ads. Thank you, Jason. That was well done. And we're, and with that, we are done here. We're going to go to Patreon where we share just a little bit more. If you're in the business of Google ads, if you have a client, um, if you'd like to start getting clients, if you'd like to launch your own freelance, uh, management company, Hey, you're going to find some good friends in our, uh, network that we have created super affordable. It's two bucks a month. Um, and, uh, you'll get to listen and, uh, you're going to learn a lot. Join us there. 